great. But here's what he did. Rhyme it. Do you know how to rhyme it? Oh, please just rhyme it. And he really gets into it. Do you know how to rhyme it? Yes, of course. We will you don't even have to think about it. So let's rhyme it today. Rhyme it. Yes. We are going to rhyme it. Just what's up everybody welcome back to another episode of rams brothers i'm your host dean and i'm joined by my brother and the other host of this show nick and nick what's up season's over we're getting into uh some free agent stuff the draft is coming up but First and most importantly, how are you? I'm great, man. I watched my St. Louis Battlehawks come back in a crazy XFL win the other day. Um, have you watched any of it? Have you been able? I, to uh, yeah, I tried. Uh, I didn't. I couldn't really get invested into any of it. I think that uh, there's a couple of players like Prol for the Battlehawks that I. There's some good storylines going back to the greatest show on turf, and his dad is a coach of the team. Like that's all really interesting to me. But I think outside of that, um, I just. I can't dig too deep, deep into it, but I do think that considering it's a developmental league for the NFL now, I, I feel like there's going to be more intrigue, right? If you're not going to be able to assign a team to a specific city um, because there's only going to be, what, 12 teams in the XFL or so, but considering it's just another pool of players for you know to develop and get to the next level, I think there's some cool storylines and it's all you know behind, sponsored by The Rock. So I'm, I'm a fan. Yeah, the only thing that I'm going to add is... After you convince your significant other to watch football all year round, or like not all year, but like throughout the course of a season and Sundays or football days and what have you, you get to the XFL and you and like I turned it on and I and she was just like, "There's no way there's football on right now." Like, yeah, like I'm not watching this, which is something I had not have thought of. Yeah, my my in-laws had the same question, and they were over yesterday. They were like, "Why is there football on right now? Like, what is this? Is this the UFFL, USFL? Like, is it college? Nobody even knows what the hell it is." But considering it is a developmental league for the for the NFL, I think there will be eyeballs on it. And I think for for what it is, it's it's a decent product. It's never going to be NFL level product, but it, I think it's decent. It's fun. It's cool. It's, yeah, it's right. It's exactly. nice to have something else on TV to kind of, and it's. Now it being related to the NFL, it's definitely interesting because you can like kind of right. like pinpoint people. So, you know, it's fun. It's good. To yeah, have. it's fun. But so, okay. So the league year is beginning March 15th and the combine is next Tuesday, February 28th. So this is all starting very, very quickly. The season is all right around the corner. So this episode is going to be focused specifically on the Rams and who they should start prioritizing in terms of unrestricted free agents as they're, uh, they have about two and a half weeks or so to make up their minds on who they're going to retain, restructure, extend, et cetera, right? So we're going to cover off on all of that over the next few weeks, plus the coaching staff being finalized as the week progresses, and then everything draft-related mixed in uh, with the draft only a couple of months away. But first, please like and subscribe. Nick, I know you appreciated that. It's been a while since you dropped that. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, uh, we, we need the support. We want the support. We're, uh, I think we're building up the channel. We're going to have a little bit more of a consistent stream between the two of us. Hopefully we'll have guests on coming up, 
We're going to do some good coverage as the offseason progresses. So I think this one is going to be fun. It's going to be jam-packed with going back to last year in terms of how the uh, how everything kind of shook out with the league year starting on, on March 15th and some things happening you know, a couple of days beforehand, getting signals and signs that, you know, the, the team is going to be drastically different year over year. And that's just kind of what happens in these situations. But last year, Nick, just going back, we're going to go to last year and then we're going to go to this year in terms of unrestricted free agents and, and who we like to potentially come back. So last year, the day before the league year started, it was Monday, March 14th. Austin Corbett signed with the Panthers. Coleman Shelton re-signed to a two-year deal. And then Nopum re-signed that three-year, $40 million contract. And Brian Allen also re-signed a three-year, $24 million contract. So there was feelings that Whitworth was going to retire. You were losing Austin Corbett. Uh, I think Rob Havenstein was a, an unrestricted free agent at one point last year um, around that time. So there was some consideration that you could potentially lose three offensive linemen. So you wanted to kind of bolster up, you know, what you did have in house already, and I think they did a a decent job that, although it didn't unfold the way that they wanted to. Uh, Oboe also on the same day that Whitworth retired, one year deal with the Texans. He's going to be an unrestricted free agent coming up. Sebastian Joseph Day signed a three year deal, twenty four million dollars, uh, twenty four million dollars with the Chargers, and then Hecker, Nick Hecker was released. And Rams fans all across the country were very very upset in losing one of the. Uh, the most seasoned veterans in, in, in Hecker. And it was tough, Nick. I remember going back, it was like, we're going to lose Hecker. We could potentially lose Robert Woods. Like it was a very uneasy feeling at the time. I remember it a little different. I remember there being kind of like a Hecker, like happy send off, like in both facets yeah. where it was like, Hecker, see you later. Like, thank you for everything that you did. St. Louis, LA, you were amazing. But also kind of being at the point where we were like, we need to bring somebody in that can pin these guys back a little further. And he definitely regressed. But you know what? Let's let's give it up to the Panthers for a little bit with with uh, like Austin and, and Johnny getting both of them. You know, they went flea market shopping with the Rams and they, you know, established like a pretty solid core. Like they're yeah. one of the teams next year that – could really, you know, make like a like have like an established team and be a division leader, especially in that NFC South, which is just horrible. So while we were kind of happy to send these guys off, they certainly had some pretty big um, roles in their team. And the next year, I would I would see that being the same. Particularly Austin, who was phenomenal for them. Yeah, I think he actually tore his ACL in the last game of the season. So I don't know if he's going to be able to come back in time. I think he's going yeah, to have one of those delayed that. starts, which sucks. I mean, but I mean, it's kind of reminiscent of going back to 2019 when you kind of had to rebuild the offensive line from scratch. Um, and they they tried to do it. They tried to do some patchwork, some internal work with Coleman Shelton and Joe Nopum seemingly becoming the future left tackle and then Brian Allen. Um, but it, it doesn't always unfold that way. And yeah, now the Panthers with Thomas Brown, we're going to talk about, you know, a little bit later on in the episode, he goes and becomes their offense coordinator. You got Frank Reich over there, you know, a, a top pick. So that's, they're going to be fun to, to keep an eye on. And Morgan Fox is another guy who's going to be an unrestricted free agent coming up. So there's a, a lot of ties in terms of what's going on with the Panthers. Um, so that, that same day, Johnny Hecker was released. Johnny Munt, he went with Wes Phillips and Kevin O'Connell, two-year deal, $2.4 million with the Vikings. Nobody was upset about that, but you figured, you know, there was going to be some movement there. Darius Williams, three-year deal, three, uh, $30 million contract with $8 million, $18 million guaranteed with the Jags. 
And then the big one on that day. So the first day into the league year was Von Miller signing a six-year, $120 million contract with the Bills. Um, so you're, you're kind of getting pulled apart at that point. You lose some of your core veteran leadership in Corbett and Whitworth and Hacker and, and Von Miller. And, um, you know, you, you have to kind of reprioritize at that time. And then you got to, you know, you get to the next day and you're like, what can I do? Is there another guy that we could bring in and, you know, continue the patchwork? Um, maybe there's some other wide receivers in a couple of days coming up who could be leaving the Rams for another venture. Let's sign Alan Robinson. Four years, $46 million, uh, 30.7 guaranteed. And then a couple of days later, you lose Robert Woods. And then you feel like you have to extend Matthew Stafford. And there's a that was a dramatic offseason coming off of the Super Bowl. And it was a tough pill for a lot of Rams fans to swallow. The Stafford extension was four years up to $160 million, $60 million in guaranteed money and signings, $130 million in total guarantees. They lowered his cap number from $23 million to $13.5 million, which is a $9.5 million savings, which made his cap hit a little bit more manageable in years to come. They signed Brandon Powell. And then Robert Woods, Nick, I talked about, just traded away, six-round pick. It was considered to be purely financial. It was a cash flow issue, as the great Mr. Wonderful says. So, yeah, a lot of bullets at that time. Yeah. It definitely didn't feel like that. I think we were all just riding high from that's the, why. That's exactly the, why. Yeah, from the from the thrill of the hat that I'm wearing right now, the Super Bowl <laughs> champs hat. Um, it, it just felt like nothing could really bring us down. I mean, yep. losing Bob Miller and Robert Woods in like kind of like one foul swoop is kind of. Uh, I didn't realize how much that was going to hurt, and. I remember thinking the Von Miller thing, like it worked exceptionally well for when it did. And he was kind of hurt in Denver and we kind of got him um, where like he got his injury of the season out of the way. And then as soon as the bills lost him, it felt like, like that that's when their Super Bowl run ended. In my opinion, he is, he was very necessary to what that team had in mind for their off season and him not being there completely shut it all down. And then Robert Woods, I, you know, all of us just expected Allen Robinson to be exactly what Robert Woods was, and it wasn't even close. Like, you know, there's a reason he was my favorite Ram for all those years. Mm-hmm. And he was fine in Tennessee, but it does feel like he did. He definitely didn't hit his limits. I mean, and, and that was a kind of a crappy situation with Tannehill, and then, you know, he's kind of off and on the field that year. So he didn't really have a chance to really spark. But, you know, they missed the playoffs and everything. It would be interesting to see them bring somebody similar to him back in, or if we're just going to kind of fall in on the Allen Robinson train again in 2023. Um, so the Allen Robinson train is really, really interesting. So he signed a three-year, $46.5 million contract, as I mentioned. Um, he ended up being a $4.3 million cap hit last year when he was put on injured reserve, which I think lowered his, his overall cap hit in terms of total year. But then Wagner... Uh, no, not Wagner. I'm sorry. Robinson was an $8.18 million cap hit this upcoming season. So you have to think between Wagner, who also has a, a massive rise, it's $10 million incremental year over year in terms of a cap hit. Right? It was $2.5 million last year. It's $12.75 million this year. Robinson's another guy. goes from four point three to $18 million against your cap this year. So, Nick, whether you like him or not, I think the reality of the situation is you're going to potentially have to restructure one of those two new guys. So that's what makes it really difficult. If you restructure Robinson, 
then you're kind of alluding to the fact that he's going to be a part of the future. Or you can can cut your losses and trade them or cut them or whatever makes the most sense towards your cap. Right. And then there's the OBJ of it all, you know, like potentially bringing him back. Yeah. And, and what that would mean to Robinson and the role that he would kind of take on. And, you know, when you got people like Van Jefferson and Brandon Ayuk that are kind of like, you know, pulling at strings to get minutes and you got all these guys in the room, maybe they don't go after OBJ. Powell, still- you mean, right? Not Ayuk Powell. Oh, yeah. Sorry, yeah, Powell. Powell. Is Abe may be a free agent this year, but no, I know you're talking about Powell. Yeah, sorry, sorry. I'm just no, you're going. Keep going. Keep, I liked where you were going. Keep going with it. It just it feels like there's too many guys on this team right now, and Robinson doesn't really have a home where all those other guys, particularly OBJ, it just makes more sense for him to kind of come back. I mean, to me, he feels like a Los Angeles Ram more yeah, than that's anything the, else. That's the way I, mean, I feel about him too. Like maybe a Buffalo Bill if if Stefan Diggs continues to like kind of be upset at the situation that he's in, like, you know, whether that's public or not public, it seemed like towards the end of that, uh, that bills run, he was really upset. So yeah, we'll there, was, there was, there was a high caliber. OBJ is a high caliber guy. I don't really care what anybody else has to say. I know well, he is. That's, wanna, that's, you know. that's the fact of the matter. And he was, you know, there was OBJ drama last year. But this time last year, going all the way back, we were like, is OBJ going to resign? Ended up being a conversation that it, that extended over the full calendar year, which was, you know, tough for a lot of fans. I think by the end of the uh, the drama, a lot of them were kind of fatigued by the Odell Beckham Jr. news. It was like, all right, enough already. Like, who are you going to sign with? Are you going to come back for the playoffs? And now you kind of got that conversation happening all over again in tandem with the Rams, what they could potentially do with Allen Robinson. And then last year, too, there was also emphasis on our Donald's contract situation. They were talking about getting Mc, uh, McVay and Sneed, their extensions done full term, which was something I don't think they came uh, they came into conclusion to until like March. I'm not sure exactly when, but there was a lot of stuff going on last year. And you can go, you know, OBJ over Robinson or, you, you know, you talk about, you know, Bobby Wagner and where you see, he, you know, where you feel like he's going to fit over the next two, three years. Um, and there's a lot of, of pieces still that you're evaluating from this point last year to see how they paid off at this point this year and moving forward. And now this year, there's 18 unrestricted free agents. It's, uh, you know, who do you even prioritize at this point? And you look back at last year, you know, you re-signed Coleman Shelton, you re-signed Joe Newpum and Brian Allen. And outside of that, you kind of went out of house. You went Allen Robinson, you know, you went um, Bobby Wagner. So it's, it's going to be difficult to, I think, um, prioritize some of these guys, right? Matt Gay, Ashawn Robinson, Greg Gaines, Nick Scott, Brandon Powell, Baker Mayfield, Coleman Shelton, David Edwards, Taylor Rapp, David Long, Traven Howard, Malcolm Brown, Riley Dixon, Matt Orzek, um, Ode Aboshi, Ty Naseki, and Matt Sikora. That's all 18. Nick. Wow. So how do we even begin prioritizing that list? Gay. Matt Gay, number one, I think should be the top priority. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, that guy, he was he was lights out in the playoff run last year. He was lights out this year. They rely on him a lot. A lot of the times, I feel like the Rams are setting up for like a fifty-four or like a forty-five. Like you know, nothing that's a guarantee for most kickers in the league. And Matt Gay has continued to show that he is of yep. the top caliber, and that's somebody that you need. So I would say work on Matt Gay first. I mean. You kind of have it highlighted here. You have all the you know main guys with the star next to them. Gay, Robinson, Gaines, Nick Scott, Powell. And then from there, 
I think you can kind of figure out the rest. Honestly, no, that's, that's just that's that that's my call. Those are the names that kind of come to my head. Powell would, would be one where if you want to, you know, bring back OBJ and hopefully restructure Robinson, then I could see you losing him. But I felt like there's just so much untapped potential with him. Well, there is. And I think what's going to be tough is you have Matt Gay, Brandon Powell, Riley Dixon, and Matt Orzek, all as free agents. So that's your punter, your long snapper, your punt returner, and your kicker. Um, so I think the direction of where they're going to go with the special teams coach, that's going to be a big determining factor. I know it was something that Jordan was writing about about a month ago or so, how the, the special teams coordinator could be a deciding factor on who you're going to bring in in terms of a new punter, a new long snapper, you know, Jake McQuaid. Former Ram is an unrestricted free agent. Maybe you tie some ties back. So I think it's um it's it's gonna be interesting. I think Brandon Powell needs to be a priority and Matt Gay. Like considering Matt Gay's statistics, he's been nearly perfect for two straight years. Like he's one guy you absolutely have to prioritize. And Brandon Powell has been the only spark seemingly on 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 punt returns, on kick returns, and also too as a ball carrier on the offensive side of the ball, you know he feels like kind of like a gadget player that you would like to have in your offense if you can afford him. Problem is he's coming off of a one year deal, right? So he was kind of on that one year prove it deal already. So is he going to go look to sign with somebody else, considering he's already had his year with the Rams on on bonus time? So that's the special teams unit, right? And then. Then you go into Ashawn and Greg Gaines. Like, are you going to be able to keep both of those guys? I think the reality is you probably keep one, right? Yeah. yeah. That's what's going to be tough. You go, <laughs> and it's like I don't know. I I don't know who I would out of those two. Like, I I you could argue that Gaines has more. Um, you know, he's got less miles on his tires, but. Robinson probably a bigger impact. So that's kind of you know, it's like which way do you want to. Do you want to lean? Do you want to lean with longevity yeah. or do you want to lean with like windows open? Because you know, that's kind of the big question right now. That's what's yeah, that's what's so difficult about it is you I think Ashawn is the better run stopper, but as a you know, as a nose tackle, like Ashawn can play three tech, but like Gaines as a true, true uh nose tackle, I think is and he kind of like has the personality and identity as a ram. Right, like I feel like that would be somebody that I would see a little pain, you know, going elsewhere because it felt like his his personality and a lot of his growth came from Eric Henderson and the development of of him as a player within the Rams' organization. Like we've seen a lot of those kind of guys go already. Like Ashawn was a guy that we brought in, but Gaines is a homegrown Los Angeles Ram. Yeah. Right. So like I would like to see him come back on a you know a cheaper two year deal where you can hang around for a couple more years. Ashawn Robinson, I think, is just the problem with him is he's going to command a lot of money in the open market. And I think Gaines, Gaines is going to be less of a priority. And also, like, remember the game where, where Aaron Donald was hurt and Greg Gaines was taking on double teams with, like, a torn bicep tendon and was, you know, he was, like, the face of the defensive front. Like, that's not a guy that I want to see leave. Although I think the reality of the situation is if you got to prioritize some other guys, like, you're not going to pay a safety. Maybe Nick Scott somehow sneaks in, but you're probably not going to pay the safeties. You're not going to pay rap. Troy Smith is going to be really difficult to resign. I think the whole defensive back grouping is tough, but yeah, Greg Gaines, I think is that homegrown Los Angeles Ram that I would want to see them bring back. Yeah, I agree. I feel like Gaines, you just have more of a, of a higher ceiling, like to be good for like three to four years. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, he strikes me as the kind of guy where it's like, 
you're driving down to 405 or something. It's like buy Rams tickets. Like he's one of those like kind of marquee people that you can kind of pitch it around where it's like him and Aaron Donald together. We're kind of like a really good pairing and you know he's been playing next to Donald and like learning from him. So I feel like he's probably taken a lot of that knowledge and used it uh, to kind of, you know, help him advance Robinson. Yeah. It's a, it does feel like he can walk and the market would be higher. So maybe it would be kind of like a thank you situation where it's like, we know you're going to get, you know, f- find your bag somewhere else. So, right. right. Yeah. Bag. I like to me, it's like, if you're going to get one of them, like you don't get both of them and then miss out on Nick Scott, you know? Like, yeah. Right. Like, right. like you kind of need like the full like scope of the roster. So, We'll see. We'll see how it, how it lays out. I do just want to go back to the Stafford situation one more time. Um, what the the contract extension? Yeah, because I didn't. <laughs> I don't think I realized that even happened throughout the midst of it all. Like how much of a cap hit he's kind of taken on the team. Are we like are we still playing paying portions of Goff's contract or is that completely? No, that was done last year. Okay. All right. I'm pretty so sure. I'm, pretty sure. It's not. I, yeah, I think I think this past year was the last year that yeah. they were playing him. So I guess it's okay now that like Stafford's making that much. I, I, I read something today. How about this? He's the only quarterback in Super Bowl history to throw three touchdowns and not be awarded the MVP. I believe it. So maybe a little um, – like I think people are ready to kind of shoo him off as like not a top ten quarterback. Oh, but. yeah. Oh, it's happening already. Yeah. You see these top ten lists and – you can go. You can go Mahomes and Lamar and Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow and you know you go all the way down that list and then maybe maybe just maybe Matthew Stafford is number ten. It's if really funny because right wrong. now it seems like the yeah. list that I'm seeing it's like it's it's him or it's Goff sneaking in there and it's like one or the other and I'm like that's that's kind of cute. I mean you know Stafford's definitely a little older now, but he I I think he's got a lot of uh, like at least two three more years on this team. Yeah. Yeah, which is what I hope we have for McVay. But you know, who knows? I just don't want to play play the Aaron Rodgers circus every year, where it's like we have an off year. You know, well, is McVay going to leave? Yeah, and that's that's the tough part. It's like last year was the carousel of are you going to extend Sean McVay? Are you going to pay Aaron Donald? Like, and then this past year was is Sean McVay going to retire? Is he going to be in Thailand with Cliff Kingsbury? Like, what's happening? And then you know that's that's the way that it. Ha- and then there's going to be a lot of moving pieces. Like once the league year starts in two and a half weeks, like if Matt Gay and and Brandon Powell aren't re-signed immediately, those are two special teams pieces that could uh, that definitely command some money in the open market. Powell was a guy who was looking to earn it. Like we didn't even talk about Baker Mayfield. Like Mayfield's another guy that we would love to have back, but there's going to be other teams that are going to be interested in his services considering how well he was able to pick up on the Rams' offense. And maybe, just maybe, they felt like there was a scheme that could fit Baker Mayfield and the way that he performs and what he prefers in the offense and some of the routes and schemes that he he is relying on as a quarterback. So that's what's what's going to be fun. It's like, where's Baker Mayfield going to go? And Taylor Rapp, David Long, like those are two guys that you're not prioritizing bringing back. But David Edwards is a Super Bowl winning left guard. Like I'm going to have a hard time letting him walk away. Yeah. yeah. I'll – I'll say this about Baker. I think he would have won a starting job if he won two more games as a Ram um, because he it, 
it was kind of like you know on again off again with him it's like one yeah. week he's he's helping put, put up 40, 54 points against the broncos like best defense ever and the next he's like you know losing to a divisional rival and it's like it's like where like what it's like right. you know some some games he's really good some games he's leading the greatest comeback of the season last year and then others it's like he's you know what we saw from him on the panthers so yeah, yeah. which is kind of exactly the right kind of spot we wanted to grab him at where it's like hey you know learn under stafford for a year you know like continue like you're having fun right now let's continue to have fun like as he in his words, like sign this team friendly deal, like Stafford's getting older. I don't know how you want to pitch it to him where it's like, you could get some starts here or there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't, he's not a starter. I don't think he's one of the 32 best players at, at the position. Right Baker, I, I, I mean, I think a big part of that move going back to keeping him away from San Francisco and keeping them out of a, out of contention with the quarterback. I think that was the, that was the move, you know, let's bring in Baker yeah. Mayfield. Mm-hmm. Like let's, let's, keep him away from San Francisco. We know that their depth chart is short and we can have him come in and he could win us a couple of games. It makes us all look good. It makes all everybody in the, in the, in the room feel better about themselves because now we're winning a couple of games. And this is kind of like a fun storyline of a player that, you know, flew in 48 hours ago and now is coming in, learn the offense so quickly and could put everything together. So yeah, Baker Mayfield is um, like I mentioned, he's a fun one. Um, yeah, and, and I wouldn't mind seeing him go. If he's going to go be a backup somewhere else, that's fine. But if if he is going to be a backup and he settles on that, I would like it to be back with the Rams. I think we could all agree with that. Yeah, and I think I think that's his thought process right now too, where it's like if I'm yeah. going to back up anywhere, it's probably easier for me just to stay put. Right, um, right. And I, I, I think you're right too now that Purdy mania has officially run its course. Um, and, you know, like – they needed somebody else on that team. I'm sorry, Brock Purdy. Oh, like, I I think if Baker Mayfield's in there, then he gets injured in that Eagles game. Hypothetically, then you have Purdy on the depth Purdy, chart right. and and yep. like you know throw some some crazy passes or like lead them to victory or something. But after Brock Purdy, you had literally zero. Yeah. I guess you just assumed that there wasn't going to be a situation when he where he could ever go down. Yeah. So, yeah. And just to not get it twisted, we're not praising the 49ers in any regard. We both hate the 49ers. Just yeah, I mean, we hate them, but we also respect them. I mean, you know, what is the line from uh, uh, Anchorman where uh, Mantooth <laughs> or whatever Vince Vaughn's character's name the second is? second one? Yeah. No, no, the first one where oh. he's like, God damn it, Ron Burgundy, I hate you, but God, I respect you. Something yeah, like something that. like that. Know. Yeah. I don't even respect them anymore. No, I, don't. I have no, no, no respect. After the way that they bitched and moaned after the uh, NFC championship, yeah, that was game, bad. That was pathetic. I think that was the. I, just the, meant, I you know, yeah, like, the way that they, of course, the way that they they bring themselves to play against us is is obnoxious, and it is minorly respectable. Give them a no, little bit of credit, no but, but yeah, but I mean, like the way that they they acted in front of the media on Radio Row before the Super Bowl after that Eagles loss, it was just that's like like the worst way that you could represent your organization is just by talking about what could have happened and you know all these hypothetical situations it just really pissed me off so oh, i know I mean, and then like for me there's not like two weeks play. later when the eagles lose and they are like the ultimate class act and it's just like you know come on Niners. right right this that was like a lesson on how to act after you lose yeah, yeah. like it was insane yep yep so okay let's let's wrap up i'm going to give you my top five then you give your top five okay ready 
Mm-hmm. I'm going to go Matt Gay, okay. Greg Gaines, David Edwards, Baker Mayfield. Oh. And Coleman Shelton. Nick Scott is missing. Yeah, no, they don't pay, they don't pay safeties. Oh. They just don't they don't do it. I don't I don't think they're going to and he's another guy he's going to command a bag elsewhere. Let him go have it. He earned it. He worked his way all the way up. You know, I'm tempted to throw Malcolm Brown in here, but I'm not going <laughs> to. Don't you dare. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got it right here. In order, I think our one and two are, are exactly the same. Uh, Gay gains. Uh, and then I'm going to go Scott just because he, like, the way he stepped up in the Super Bowl. I get it. Totally. Like, that 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 was unheard of. Prior running back to just completely changing his whole regime is just so cool. Uh, Shelton, and then at five, I also have Mayfield because I I cannot watch um, I, I I can't watch the Wolf on Wall Street. No, uh, I get it. Yeah, at QB one, and there are I feel like there was watching quarterbacks in the XFL that are more talented than Wolford and Perkins. Nothing against them. I just feel like you could upgrade the position if Stafford gets hurt again. Ben DiNucci. So. Who's starting right now for the Seattle Sea Dragons is about ten times the player. Yeah, as a backup quarterback, that's what a, I mean. I ten times <laughs> it's a long stretch. I can't stand Ben DiNucci, but yeah, at least he's a pies on. Um, yeah, but so you went Coleman Sheldon over David Edwards. Interesting. I understand why though, because he was a player that was actually around this past year, and Edwards was so banged up that really couldn't stay on the field. So. You know that the best ability is is durability sometimes, and Coleman Shelton definitely provides that. Plus, he's extremely versatile. He can play center guard, and I think that's something you want to have on your depth chart. So that's why he was on my list too. Yeah. Um, okay, that's what we got in terms of unrestricted free agents. There were a couple of things that I wanted to call out, just because I know we were talking about Robinson and Wagner's contract. I think when you look in terms of what the Rams are going to do terms of bringing in an unrestricted free agent or an outside player, you look at Robinson's three-year, $46.5 million contract. Wagner came in at five years, five hundred or $50 million in terms of um, his contract. And I would expect the Rams, if they're going to make some sort of splashy signing, it would be within the range of those two contracts. So expect like four years, 45 to $48 million for maybe like a top-tier edge rusher is kind of where my head's going. And then there's – um. There's some fun players on this unrestricted free agents list. Like if you're out all the way stuck at the top, you're going to see a lot of quarterbacks. But if you scroll down, there's some fun former Rams like Ndamukong Sue, Oboe, Fowler, Littleton, Rodney McLeod, Jake McQuaid, Morgan Fox. Like you could probably kick the tires on one of those guys. I'm not saying you're going to bring in Oboe and he's going to be the resurrection at the ed- at the edge position. But um, there's some names on this list. And I think with Robinson being a $4.3 million cap hit last year, Wagner being a $2.5 million cap hit last year, the difference in, in them is going up to $18 million and, and $12.75 million. Like one of those guys are going to have to be restructured. Keep your eyes peeled for players just getting restructured just to be able to create a little bit more cap space for the resignings, for if you're going to bring in a, another high caliber player. Um, so keep your eyes on that. Patrick Peterson's a name that I was looking at just at the bottom of this list that I think is interesting. Uh, let me load all positions real quick because I know there were some others. I know we were talking about like they're guys at the top. Orlando Brown, we talked about him in one episode. 
There's Marcus Peters. There's Fletcher Cox. There's Robert Quinn. There's Brandon Graham, Javon Hargrave, Yannick Nagakwe. I think Nagakwe is my guy, Nick. Mm, I think if I'm going to go top tier edge edge rusher, I'm going Yannick Nagakwe. Although he's you know fallen off a little bit, but he would be a, one of those guys that falls within the range of Wagner and and Allen Robinson. So. Yeah, I'm thinking we bring in Fletcher Cox, and before the game, McVeigh's backstage, and he's like, "I need Cox," and he sees him up against the uh, you know the locker, and Aaron Donald stops him, and he says, "Fletcher Cox needs to think about his whole life before he performs." <laughs> Little Dewey Cox reference there for everybody on this Monday. I, I know you. I knew you were going Dewey Cox. I just yeah. didn't. Know I mean, honestly, though, correct. Fletcher Cox would be. Like huge to what this team has to offer. I mean, yeah. I don't know. He's kind of older, yeah. but the Eagles are going to want to bring him back, or maybe he goes to the Cardinals with uh, with, with, Gannon. with Jonathan Gannon. Yeah, yeah. So, that's a good call. That, I mean, that yeah, would be bringing somebody like that in. I think would would cement me feeling very strong about the defense and what Raheem's going to bring back to it. Um, yeah, top tier pass rusher, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. then like if you're gonna lose people like Ramsey, which we talked about last time, who also publicly came out and said he's not getting cut, but he may get traded. He said it's a maybe. So, you know, we don't know really what's gonna happen. So and the upgrading on defense, especially on the front, when you lose somebody like Ramsey would be pretty important. Yep. Yeah. I think that um that that's gonna be a position you're gonna have to do a hell of a lot to upgrade or at least kind of get back to, to starting base, right, if you lose a player of that caliber. But then, like, on the other side of him we've talked about, is there another guy that you could bring in? Because if you don't bring back Long, you don't bring back Troy Hill, Robert Rochelle can't even play special teams. So where is your depth there? Are you going to go Durant? Are you going to go Kendrick? You know, what does your, your second, third level of your defense look like outside of Wagner, outside of Ramsey? Is it Russ East? Is it Quinton Lake? Like there's a, you know, you're going to look to potentially fill some of those things. Um, and then like, if you, you lose um, Greg Gaines, or you lose a Sean Robinson, you're going to look to bring in somebody that's cheap, like a shy Tuttle or a Nathan Shepard from the jets, like guys that you could bring in for a couple of million dollars. The way that Howie Roseman and the Eagles did this previous year, a couple of one year stopgap deals. Like um, Kaiser White was a one year deal. Um, there were Robert Quinn and the Dominican Sue and some of these other players that you can kind of bolster up and, and try to make one last run at. I think that's going to be some of the, the spaces that they have to play in, unfortunately, because there's only so much money that can go around. So I, I I'll say this about Dominican Sue. He was sitting ready for someone to take him all season. And I'm sure he got offers all year. I don't know if he wants to do a full year. Yeah, um, no, I think I think you're right. He's not. I'm just. I just listed off former Rams that you could potentially. Yeah, I think at. he's somebody that's like, oh, you lost somebody, and it's January, or it's like you know, late December, January. Like, okay, bring me in. Like, you know, he's playing in that in that Super Bowl last year. Eagles kind of found him when one of their other guys went down. So I think that's he's probably comfortable with that. He probably doesn't want to play a full season. I don't um, think he does either. Yeah, so I would agree with you. He's somebody I would scratch off the list, but I yeah. I hear you. There's some other fun names. Like you could look at um, Marcus Peters is kind of fun. Yeah. Marcus Peters is a fun name. James Bradbury is a really fun name. Uh, Eli Apple, <laughs> him and Cooper Cup at practice would be really fun. Sean Bunting from Tampa Bay. That would be one that I would look at. Um, Byron Murphy from Arizona. Another guy that we've kind of taken advantage of over the past couple of years, but can work in the right scheme. Like, there's a lot of options in terms of defensive backs, 
Um, you can go all the way to edge rusher. You can look at a, a handful of guys that are not going to cost you an arm and a leg that you could potentially bring in for a couple of seasons versus like a Yannick Nagakwe who's looking for another four to five year deal. So that's kind of the range where a lot of these big guys are going to play. And then um, Nick, outside of that, some other news, some, I think the coaching search, coaching, I know yeah. we've, we've talked about this for the last couple of weeks. The coaching search is finally going to come to an end by the end of this week. I'm excited to see how everything is going to be finalized. Obviously lost Thomas Brown to Carolina as we unfortunately kind of predicted. Carolina, but. man, just, you know, taking all these, all these Rams from, from, from every aspect, defense, offense, coaching, Carolina's like, Oh yeah, I'll, t- I'll take that guy. I'll, take I'll that. tell you the three. Yeah. The three that are very, very much invested in Rams staff and former Rams players. It's the Seahawks. It's the Panthers. And it is the uh, Chargers. Yeah. Chargers they want everything to do with, with the previous success that the Rams have had. Greg Olson, poached by the Seahawks, second time in five years that he's been poached. He was taken away from the Rams. I think it was in 19. He's taken away again. He was a senior offensive assistant. Nick, help me understand how a quarterback's coach for the Seahawks is a promotion over a senior offensive assistant with the Rams. Hmm. I mean <laughs> – it's not. I, I would just think maybe he felt like he was like pigeonheld in the situation that he was in. I, don't know. I guess. Change of scenery. I guess. I feel like a senior offensive assistant to Sean McVay is a is a fun job. I mean, unless you're thinking like he's been an offense coordinator six times in his career. Like, why? Unless he's going to go, you know, the Seahawks are going to go get like a CJ Stroud or a Bryce Young and trade up in the draft and be able to develop the next top quarterback. You're gonna you're going there for Geno. You're gonna go coach the quarterbacks for Geno versus working with Stafford and McVeigh and Cooper Cup. That sounds nuts. But to me, there's a maybe a cliffhanger. There's a lot of young. I mean, that Seahawks had a team had a great draft. Um, so yeah, maybe there is thoughts of him potentially of them drafting a quarterback if Geno doesn't, you know, excel again this year. I, I think they would. I think that that's he had a career year and what they got nine wins. Yeah. Finally made it to the playoffs and they lost. Like everybody mm-hmm. wants to talk about how impressive Seattle is. Like when the expectations are so low, yeah, that's impressive. But like, you know, grand scheme of things, they lost to somebody that they get to play in division twice a year in the playoffs. So right. Right. like that's the that's the team you want. And you go out there and you lose. So not that impressive. No, no, never. I haven't been impressed with Seattle in the last three or four years, really. It's it's been kind of the same song and dance although last year you know there was a resurgence with Gino and a and a you know west coast high volume completion offense that has a, a little bit of a complement of a run game with a young rookie and they think they drafted like you mentioned Nick the Seahawks drafted so well and uh that's they're a good example of of somebody that you'd want to emulate in terms of last couple of years how they drafted Tariq Woolen next to Jalen Ramsey would be my favorite thing in the entire world and that's what I was hoping that Kendrick or Durant was going to be and unfortunately you just uh you know, they're not there yet. So a lot of development happening within the Rams' secondary. And um, that's all we got for you today. Yeah. And uh, one last thing. Do not forget to bet on the XFL at Bet Online. Live <laughs> betting, free contests, giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. And hopefully the XFL. I don't know if that's on there or not, honestly. But head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use our promo code, B-L-E-A-V. Believe in yourself 
and you'll be world champs. You're gonna receive your free rewards if you use B-L-E-A-V, bet online where the game starts. Quite possibly the best online promo I've ever heard. As you tie in yourself, and you're and you'll be world champs. <laughs> Tied in with the Sean McVay line. Yes, I knew it. You <laughs> You're the winner of the day. Thank you for that. Also, right. saw Ant Man Quantumania. Have to talk about it. I loved it. Um, yeah, it looks like they've gone full wacky. It's a really fun movie. Go check it out. I heard it was dark. Like coloring was dark. It is dark, but I, I I thought it was, honestly, it was really funny. It was a huge risk. It was a big swing, and I really enjoyed it. Hey, I, you know, Marvel is, is always great. I mean, they've, they've done great. I don't know if people are talking about how they've fallen off or the movie production isn't the same as it's been. I, I, I'm sure that I would watch it, and I would enjoy it the same way that you did. Plus, I love Paul Rudd. So. Yeah, he's in everything. Yeah. <laughs> he could, uh, what can he do? I mean, Friends, Anchorman, Freeing Sarah Marshall, Clueless. Like, that list is endless. Paul Rudd could play a praying mantis. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's insane. Here's to that. Thanks for listening, guys. We love you. Talk to you in a couple days. Peace.